Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Zhao, and today I have Henry Vieter here with me. What's up, man? Uh, you know, it's pretty good. And also, my last name's pronounced Vitor. Vitor? Yeah. Should I restart this? No. Yeah. No, why not? Because everyone messes it up. Oh, yeah. I, dude, I've been yeah. calling you Vieter for almost... Yeah, I know. All my uh, years here. You've never corrected me. I know. I've just gotten too lazy to do it at this point. No like she, she, Seamus made a joke today in uh, my English class and said that my first name is basically just Vieter. Because that's what like half school calls me. But I mean, it's, it's yeah, not literally it's not half the school calls you Vieter. I swear I'm going to be graduating, like walk across the stage and be like, Henry Vitor. And everyone's going to be like, yo, who is that? No, maybe maybe uh, the commencement uh, or wh- whoever's on doing commencement is, is going to mess your name no, up too. No, we send in recordings. Oh, we really? Send in recordings. Yeah. To who? Uh, I think it's like Analita or something. And they. Who's going to say it? I think it might be Chris Ramirez. I don't know who actually oh. announces it. And I mean, if, if, he, if he says it, like every time he sees me, he just goes, Vitor. So like he might actually rip that at graduation. <laughs> if he, like, Henry Vitor. Yeah. The they, V. They messed it up on my brother's graduation from Exeter though. Oh, really? Yeah, they messed it up. They said something just like absolutely wild. What'd they say? I think it was like, I think they had like a C in there or something. It was like it was like, it was like Visitor or something. And I was like, we, <laughs> How is that even possible? Dude, I have no idea. It was horrible, and we were like we were watching it. I couldn't mm-hmm. go because of COVID, and so I was watching it sure. on TV on live. Okay. Yeah, and I heard this go, and I was just like, "Is that like is that, is that <laughs> who him? is that? Is that him?" And then like I was there with like my sister, and we were like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait hang they, on." They thought it was Victor. It, it, no, the. It, yeah, yeah, but it was like it was like a weird pronunciation of it because they had like the soft like s- c sound. It so was, it was, it was it, Yeah, it was like Visitor or something. Like that. And we were like, dude, <laughs> that's how did you mess that wild. up that badly? I don't know. Um, but then we saw him get up, and we were like, oh, it is him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you didn't even recognize it was. <laughs> no, literally, we were like, oh, is that him? <laughs> who? Who is that? And we were like, oh yeah, good job, boy. Way, way to go, bro. <laughs> no. Like, when did you start rowing? I started rowing my freshman year. Yeah. So my uncle was a coxswain at okay. BU, at BU mm-hmm. funnily enough. Um, and hmm. <laughs> he, was, he, was pretty, he was a pretty good one, too. He went to Henley a few times. Uh, do, do you know what Henley is? Uh, so it's like this multi-day rowing like competition in England, and it's like, it, it, they have like a bracket and it's like you knock out it's like a knockout format so it's like you do it this like you row their course and whoever wins knocks out the other boat they continue on and they like do knockouts all the way until the finals um mm. he never he never won it but i think he did pretty well in it um with bu so i had already been kind of introduced to rowing um and so when and in middle i wasn't good enough at soccer to like actually play here because i was absolute dog at soccer <laughs> i was dude i was terrible like so bad i was like i wasn't there my uh, my middle school had two teams mm-hmm. i was an eighth grader you normally like all the eighth graders were put on like the better team because it's just like they have an extra year of development and there's better nah nah i was on the lower team as an eighth grader and i got like zero minutes i was Damn. awful i was terrible Damn. right that's um, that's tough yeah no not doing that again <laughs> um i would have gone i would have been cut from thirds here i know for a fact <laughs> Damn. so then one i need so then at this point i needed a fall sport i had hockey in the winter yeah but then i needed a spring sport because i had stopped playing lacrosse because i was quite frankly just too small too i was getting t- i was getting absolutely body. run through like and i also also i played attack and so i'd like i try and dodge on these like defenders and i would just get thrown like 100 feet in the air sure yeah. i was dude i was like 90 i was like 90 pounds and like how it, it, dude, when i came into the school 90? i was like 510 like 115 you could you could you could you could have done wrestling or something like yeah dude, there's but no the, one in your yeah, weight but, class yes yes but yes but the thing is like wrestling is winter sport i already yeah, sure. i already, I already, you already, I already played hockey, hockey which so, i know okay. is ironic given that hockey is a very rough sport and it's but probably like, even more physical. Yeah, but you have the pads, so it it, it doesn't feel as bad, and also. But you'd still get knocked, knocked. Over yeah, you do. Easy. Like, and I did. Like, I did. Um, yeah. I need to play this here because I messed up my shoulder. But um, mm-hmm. like this, I mean, as a sport, 
I feel like also the hitting in hockey is less, at least compared to how lacrosse was playing in Texas. Lacrosse in Texas is basically just football, but with sticks. Um, they just, like, put their head down and just, like, line, <laughs> linemen charge you and, like, tackle you. So it's like, yeah, that's not going to be fun for a kid who weighs 110 pounds <laughs> going up against these, like, future D1 football players who are, like, 170 pounds in, like, seventh this grade. This their off-season they're like They're, like, 6'2", 170 in seventh grade, and you're like, all right, dude, like, what the <laughs> hell did your parents feed you? Um, so, yeah, then I stopped playing lacrosse. So then now I needed two sports, fall and spring. Sure. So my mom was like, hey, man, you should do rowing. And I was like, mm-hmm. no. She was like... <laughs> do rowing why and that's why i went back and forth with her for a little bit uh-huh. on that one because because she had because uh my uncle was this her brother okay so she was like dude like just do it right yeah there's this history so then i so i signed up for rowing in the fall and my advisor my freshman year taylor mm-hmm. washburn the absolute mm-hmm. legend absolute legend i saw him the other week you never you never met taylor washburn no he was a goat he mm. was literally the goat. Did he retire or what? No, he went to Tabor. Damn. Um, because I, I think his wife just hated it here. But basically, Taylor Washburn was the coach. He was like he was basically an Olympian. Hmm. Like he was crazy. He was like five foot six, like one sixty. But hmm. th- this guy would pound in like faster erg times than like kids who were like six foot three, like one ninety. Does height help? Yes. A lot. Why? It, you're you're taking the stroke for longer. Like, if you think about, like, when I'm... If you think about, like... like have, you ever, have, you ever, have you ever been, like, paddling with, like, a kayak or something? Or, like, a paddleboard? Um, yeah, sure. So you know how, like, when you reach really far, you're kind of, like, moving it under? Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're almost not moving... Okay. You're yeah, almost yeah, not yeah. moving the water. You're kind of planting your, like, the oar in the water and then moving the boat relative to the water. Sure. So it's like that. So when your oar's in the water for longer, you're going to move the boat further per stroke. It's like running. Like where if you're taller, your stride's going to be longer, and it's, you're going to cover more ground in each stride. Okay. Same same principle. So then, I mean, there's... But then it's... Well, it comes down to acceleration and also other yes. things. And so that, that's why those people need to be, you know, strong. But, like, this guy was just a ball. <laughs> like, he was just a ball of muscle. <laughs> and he, he was, like, the dorm head in C2 and my advisor... Um, he was, and he was the head crew coach. And so I went down and I just like, I don't know why, but I just like really enjoyed it. Cause that was the first time I had really like, I guess, truly worked out in terms of like gone to a point where like you want to like just cry from like Hmm. exertion. Sure. And like, uh, to be fair, like it feels like garbage. Yeah. Like in the moment, but then after you're like. Yeah, yeah, I did it. That was legit. That was right? good. That was fun. So that, like, that was part of part of what came. But I was still skeptical of doing it in the spring. Like, I was considering going back to trying to play lacrosse. Because mm-hmm. um, I had gained, like, 10 pounds by that point. I'm like, maybe I'm good now. 125. <laughs> I think we got this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terrible idea. Really glad I didn't. Um, love lacrosse. Great sport. But I was not built for it. Still am not. Yeah. Um, and so I rode in the spring. And I just had this boat of absolute clowns, dude. Like, listen to this boat. It was, like, me, Eric Lee, Pierce Clark, Jack Merrill, um, Adam Carlisle. Did you ever meet Adam? No. He was a beast. Um, and I think Alex Poplowski. Mm. Have I said Eric Lee? Yeah. Um, oh, Kobe Maselli. <laughs> and then there was, like, one other kid. I'm blanking. Oh, and you die. And you die. And the coxswain was blue. No way. And, the, and blue no was the coxswain. This was an actual boat my freshman this, year, dude. It was This nuts. boat is... It was so much fun. Like, dude. I loved it. And then I was just kind of like, you know what? Dude. This was a ton of fun. I'm this sticking boat. around. And so then I've just stuck around ever since. Like, and every year, I end up getting put in a boat that I just absolutely, like, love every year. My sophomore year, in the fall... Um, I was in a couple, I was still in the eights, but it was still like good boats and I enjoyed it a lot because mm-hmm. the eights that year, the eights in the fall at least were very like together and it was very, like it was much more smooth than I had experienced my freshman year. And it, like your, your freshman boat was just anarchy and in, in, insane. Anarchy. 
so like my my freshman fall, I got exposed to like rowing in the force and like sure getting the boats together, getting all the oars off the water, and getting like really clean rowing, which is like, dude, when you get the boats going and like going well, like there is nothing like it. Yeah. They're it's like such a good it's, feeling. It's such when a you're in rhythm. No, but, then, but also yeah. it's like when the boats like so start gliding. It, it's like, it's like perfectly level. Because okay. like, like holding the set of the boat is like, it's hard, right? Because okay. you got to like, if, if I move my hands up or down a little bit, it's going to, you know, shift. You're a big physics guy. It's going to shift the center of mass. So sure. it's going to like tip yeah. this way or that way, depending. But then it just starts but gliding. But then if, if you're all able to match it and then match your power and match like your speed up the slide, it's like, dude, I can't describe it. It's just, it's like perfect because it's, it's just so smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's like. You just you take a stroke and thing just like launches and you're like, whoa, oh my god, that was like that was a good stroke, and mm-hmm. you want to like get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, last year, co- uh, that spring got canceled obviously because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And last year, mm-hmm. I was in a boat with Udai, mm-hmm. Bisa, mm. and TKP. Tristan, Tristan, Kaiser, Tristan Kaiser. Parker. It was like it was the weirdest <laughs> boat. All these kids were like five five, and then I was like, I had like a full head on all of them. But Bisa, they were all like yeah. way denser. Yeah, like Bisa <laughs> is was and will always be a brick. Not, <laughs> not intelligence wise, he's very smart, but <laughs> very yeah, he is just built like a sphere, like yeah. not not a sphere, just like a block. His, his fist He's, bumps are terrifying. Oh my god, dude! You have no idea. I, I was the first the, like I had a um, moti with him. Th- that was my first class, and then I don't know, like first day of school or or not first day, maybe first week of school. I was just I was just meeting new people. Right? I was like, "What's up?" He smacked oh. my uh, my fist, dude. <laughs> oh my god Chill out That's not what I would have liked. It's like Did you come to a new school You're like Hey man how you going Breaks your hand like, oh, oh my god I, I would have been school. freaked out, I, I would have been freaked out If that If yeah. like Bisa had been like The first person I met And he had like Broken my hand yeah. With a fist bump Good thing was uh, the Harrison was in their uh, Was in her class The anchor, the anchor translator uh, Sure <laughs> Yeah I mean Harrison Yeah I mean I kind of knew him So like And then there were like Other people that that class was fun. Yeah. Solano, uh, Alex Solano. Yeah. Yeah. Simon, a bunch of other dudes. <laughs> Simon. But, but then, it, yeah, yeah. Um, I, love, I love Simon. But um, great way to start NMH, and then, I don't know. Yeah, I, he and I used to be like partners when we did like erg pieces where you'd like switch off. So like it'd be like one example would be like four by five minutes. So it's like. You do five minutes like really hard, and then you switch. The next person does like, and then they do five, and you just switch off like that four sure. times. And I would like finish the last piece, and this kid would just be so just wind up and just like five star the hell out of me, <laughs> just like send me to another dimension. Just like ow, arguing. Yeah, like I'd finish it, finish the piece, put the handle down, back slap. <laughs> and it would just be there for like the next three days, just a mark of his hand <laughs> on his back. For what? It, it, he was just like, "Let's go!" <laughs> Dead. Damn. That boat was that boat was electric. It was it was actually it was a good boat too. We were like yeah. the third boat, but we would like beat the second boat, and the second boat was always like. Mm-hmm. I was like really upset about it. <laughs> we were like so much smaller and lighter than them because their second boat was like Eric Lee, Jack Merrill, and then like it, Sebastian, Matt Provencal. Damn. And so I was just like, like who, they should be. Wh- who was the fir- first boat? The first boat last year. Yeah. Um. So in the spring it changed because Robbie McCursey, the oh, freak Rob. of nature, came in in the spring and was rowing. So I'll give you the spring lineup because that's the one I remember. It was. Zach. Robbie did a cross country. Yeah, Robbie was a, Robbie was a freak of nature. That kid should be rowing D one lightweight right now for crew, <laughs> but he's not, and I just do not understand why. <laughs> like his two K is good enough, and his form was good enough for him to do it, and he just like, eh, I don't really want to. <laughs> but like it was, so it was this kid Zach Key rowing a Drexel now. D1. Uh, um, Zach Key's D one. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's rowing D1. Sean, who's also rowing D1 at Drexel. Sean. Um, D1 Drexel, like I said. Mm-hmm. And then, who was the last kid? 
Oh, God, What's I'm blanking. Name? Pierce? No. No. What's his name? It should have been, but he wasn't here for most of it. Um, actually, no, Pierce was in the punishment boat for a little bit. Um, <laughs> there was a punishment boat last year. It was really funny. It was, all the kids it was just all the kids David Reader didn't like. <laughs> but it was hilarious. So it was like, it was, it was like Eric Lee, Jack, and then like, um, what's it called? Seems like, like a Pierce. fun boat. Oh, it was, it was, a, it was a fun boat. They loved it. And they called it quote B3 heavy. And it was just, it was, it was just a punishment boat. Like it was so obvious too. It was yeah. just like, all right, dude. <laughs> you call it what you want. It, it's pretty clear from where you're sitting what this is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad I did rowing though. Like, yeah. I think as a sport, I think it's taught me a lot. So yeah, as a sport, it teaches you a lot and also gives you this group of people. Yeah, I think because I, you've gone through so much together. I think. Yeah. The crew team is the most united team in some way. Like most, I don't know. <laughs> vibrant team, I would say. I don't I don't loud. know. Not loud. I, I'm I'm trying <laughs> to search for the right word. But I just feel Connected? like you yeah, you guys like just everyone sees each other, everyone hypes yeah. each other up. Because there, there's probably that culture of just hyping each other up. Oh yeah. No, the crew the crew group chat from two years ago is still active. Hmm. Like it's still like people still talk in it, like hmm. a fair amount too. Interesting. And most of these kids are like you know sophomores, juniors, and like, like sophomores, freshmen in college Damn. by now. So it's like, yeah, I feel like community it just wise, going. it's just yeah, it's just yeah, because like I see you guys all the time, and you guys are just yeah. But all I mean, together. I think that's also just that's that's kind of just rowing in general. It's yeah. kind of like that. Like I work. Um, over the summer, I I do I don't row over the summer, but I work at a place where essentially it's it's like this rowing club where old people pay to have the privilege to take out um, like a four, um, like an it's an ocean rowing place. So these are different from the boats we have here. So they're like much yeah. wider and you know built to go on an ocean. Okay, um, and they pay to like be a member of this club and they go out and they row. Um, but they need coxswains, and so I work as a coxswain there, and I get paid pretty well for it, huh. which is a great job because I just chill, talk with the old people, and steer. So, <laughs> I mean, like, come on, that's great. Um, I mean, what do you? What does a coxswain even do? So, in like what I do over the summer is I, you know, I hold a conversation with like the old people. Um, I, you, you like over the summer I act as kind of like an entertainer. Like, I, I, I talk, I make jokes, and things like that, while I'm, like, steering and yeah. doing... Because that, that's the main job of a coxswain is steering. Sure. Like, because if you're rowing a boat, I'm facing backwards, right? Yeah. I can't see what's in front of me, so coxswain's job um, is to steer and make sure you don't hit anything. Sure. So, uh, you have a... You've, the way it works in these boats, you have a little string, and you pull it either way for which way you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because it pulls the rudder. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's my job. But then in like competitive rowing, you take like Nick for example. His his job um, when we're doing sprint races, so what we do in the spring is holding a straight line because that is surprisingly difficult. Um, just ask Alex Quack if you need a if you need mm -hmm. a, some stories about how difficult it is to hold a straight line because <laughs> he has some trouble with that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> yeah. No, he like we give him, we give we give him a, we give him a lot of trouble for it. <laughs> just 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 cause it's like that's like our jobs, um, and yeah. then they also uh, they motivate you. They, yeah, they, I they, know. and they're they're kind of the strategists also. Strategy. Yeah, there's strategy. Well, yeah. Th 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 think about running. Right, like yeah, you're okay. not, you might not go out really hard or something like that. But the piece so it's like pacing. Kind of, yeah, and also it's like, it's really easy when you're rowing to kind of not consciously, like, stop pressing as hard, I guess. So it's like, it's really easy, at least for me, to kind of get wrapped up in my own head and be like, God, this, like, this sucks, whatever, like, when's it going to be done or something, and not just focus on, like, just pressing yeah. and just pulling. Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of there to remind you, and, like, and so a lot of times... You know, we'll get 800 meters into a piece, 
or so, like an over 1500 mm-hmm. and they'll feel the pressure start to drop a little bit and if they do that they're gonna be like all right boys like let's focus back up here like let's kick the pressure up again like in two one two and you just you send it from there and it's kind of mm-hmm. like a reset it's kind of okay. it, they're the closest thing you have to a coach in sure when you're when you're when you're in, but then it's four people or eight people and you you just need someone to coordinate all together. yeah and um to coordinate and it's not like you know what you see in like movies where it's just like row row <laughs> row nah they these kids and they're fired up yeah they like they, they direct like our start sequences too um because we have like specific ways we do starts and then we'll do like a specific number of strokes after and they're responsible for like counting that and things like that to yeah. get going and they call they call our sprint um and they generally like they they do all the jobs that you would expect a coach in a normal sport to do in another sport to do mm-hmm. right okay they, th- that's kind of what their responsibility is is kind of coaching sure um, while you're in what yeah while you're going game. and just keeping sure. and keeping you going like alex quack's favorite phrase to say he says it on repeat like a broken record let's go boys let's go boys let's go boys like come on bro Get a new phrase, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We like we again. We give we get on him. We give our coxswains a lot of um. We give them a lot of lot lot of lot of trouble. A lot of we talk a lot of shit to them. Yeah, because it's just like they don't when you're much. going when like when you're oh. rowing, you're going full out, right? And you hear something like, "Let's bring it," like because they can do just as much damage as they can help. And you're something like, "Like, what are you doing?" Like, are you really going to pull hard after hearing, what are you doing? No. No. So, so you need a good coxswain. Yeah. But their main job is holding that straight line on a sprint race. That's but, tough. Coxswain is tough. But the it's actually their job is way harder in the fall, though. Because in yeah. the fall, we do longer 5K courses. And a lot of times, there's a lot of time to be gained through steering. Um, like, Head of the Charles has this famous... This famous turn right before the Elliott Bridge um, over the Charles River, uh, which is like, I don't know, it's not too far from the end of the course. But the, so the Charles River, just g- in general, by the way, it, it's very windy, a lot of turns. But this one turn is basically like a U turn. Okay. And if you go wide on this turn, you can lose like 30 seconds because it's time trial. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go wide, like you're basically screwed. Yeah. So having a good cox and who's able to essentially line you up for that, hold a good line around it, and direct you guys to do what needs to be done in order to make that turn as tight as possible, can make a world of difference. Like, yeah. Nick did a phenomenal job at the head of Charles. He there's like this buoy line on the inside that you like can't cross because it like separates the warm up lane from like going up to the start line from the racing lane. Yeah. This kid had, and the limit of where you're supposed to go is your boat cannot be on the inside of it. Okay. Like the boat itself. But your riggers, like the things that hold the oar, those can be over it. So this kid like lined it up and had the buoys over, like under the rigger the okay. entire way around that, to- around that turn. Wow. It, was in- it was insane. That's insane. He did a beautiful job with it. Um, and since, my, and since I uh, wasn't rowing in that boat, I was there as an alternate because B2 gang. <laughs> um, yeah uh i was i was there as an alternate with uh tristan um uh-huh. and we were watching i was like dude oh my god he nailed that mm-hmm. um but then like you see some other boat come in and they're like way out here and it's like oh you just lost a minute yeah tough like doesn't matter how fast that boat is like they can't make that up yeah unless it's like a college and they just you know rip like five minute two case for fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah coxon seems like seems it's, like a really underappreciated job it, it really is and it's honestly. really important it's like goalie in soccer in some ways yeah 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 but the thing is like even like even in soccer like when it comes down to penalty shootout like that goalie's gonna be getting like you know a lot of the, the, attention yeah it's gonna be getting some glory and all this other stuff but like if you win a race like oh yeah, have out yeah like defenders or if whatever. You, if you, yeah, if you yeah, win, yeah, if you win a race for crew, it's like, oh, the rowers did. They rode a great race there. Well, what 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 about the coxswain? Right, they're just they're just there. Like yeah. no, like also a not, four, not four all, men boat. You just automatically ignore the coxswain. Not all boats have coxswains. Okay, like like sing a lot. Like none of the sculling boats really have them. Like there's coxed 
quads, but like no one cares about the coxed quad because um, most of the sculling ones is just no coxing. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So like they're, but like you can't like. Can you get it. recruited as a coxswain? Yeah. yeah. Division one. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um. Again, using Nick. Nick almost went to um, almost went D one. He was. He had the option to commit to Holy Cross for mm. rowing mm. or for coxing. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. No, you can go for it because, like, like you said, it's like it's a hard. It's much harder than it seems. Because, mm-hmm. like, also. If you think about, again, like kayaking, right? When you press with, like, one harder than the other, you're going to turn. Mm-hmm. If I have four unique people in a boat, they can't all press the exact same amount of force. True. So the boat's going to be turning one way or another if sure. the lineup's not made to, in a way in which it won't. Sure. So then you kind of just have to, if you're coxswain, you kind of just have to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so... You have to figure out, okay, how do I deal with this without turning too much? Because if you turn too much, you're going to, like, when you turn a car, it leans. Yeah. Same thing in a boat. Yeah. You did, and you don't want that thing to lean because it's, yeah. it's a pain in the ass for all of us rowers. <laughs> right? It's just, it's annoying. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Coxing's it's surprisingly tough. difficult. It um, is. Sounds Especially, like, I got I got to cox one time in the, this fall in the fours. Uh. I don't know how I, like, if people were like, how'd you fit in the seat? And, like. There's 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 a lot of space. There's plenty of space. You can fit like Zach Keith in the seat last year. Are you kidding? It's like six five. <laughs> like I was gonna fit there easily. And yeah. so this they, in the fours they have like this little stick that you steer with, and it's like it's surprisingly hard. It's like this little stick. You push it like right to go right, left to go left, and you're you're Dude. here, and it's like the tiniest of little inputs. Yeah, like, and then boom. and then and then the angle would just shift, yeah. and then the force momentum would just. Take you it's, out. It's crazy. Like yeah, you, you, the tiniest of little shifts. I stick, I, I wouldn't like, be able to do that. Like that. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! I was wow. not expecting that. So it's like I, I respect. Really, I respect really delicate with the sticks. Yeah, um, I respect the coxswains. Yeah, dude, you gotta respect the coxswains. Except Quok. I'll dumpster on Quok all I want because he's my coxswain. You, you need to get him on the Quok's my Quok's my coxswain. So he's 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 my coxswain. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's I'll, I'll tell him to listen because I'll just give him too much shit. This episode, I'll give him the timestamp of exactly when I start going off. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, I said his job's underappreciated, and that like, yeah, exactly. Quack is not an awful coxswain, right? Quack is good, but, but it's just you know, you, you just I'm, wanna I nitpick. As does everyone else in every boat. That's just that's what rowers do. We nitpick. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Well, I mean, dude, when your coach tells you, like, yeah, you're pressing, like, a one one-thousandth of a second too early, and you're like, all right, bro, <laughs> come on now. Come on. It's What's like, going on? Like, your hands are three millimeters too high. Like, bro, how do you even know that? <laughs> like, get, like, get out. The, the, the margin of error is larger than the dude, actual the number is itself. Is it's like... Learning, like, anybody can row, anyone can learn to row, but then, like, the skill, like, the, t- it, in a way, it's like basketball. Like, anyone can shoot a three-pointer, but it takes a lot of skill to, like, shoot a bunch of Consistent three-pointers in three-pointers a row every perfectly. Time. Yeah. Anyone can take a good stroke and crew, but it takes a lot of discipline and, like, training to actually take, like, Consistent. 200 strokes in a yeah. row that are perfect. So, like, when I'm watching the Olympics, I'm like, dude, these guys are like, like, how, like, how do you, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How the I, I could do like uh, I could get like ten in a row maybe. Yeah, these people are out here just doing it perfectly. So I feel like when you watch on the Olympics, you don't realize like how hard it is because they're just doing such a good job. Yeah, because it looks effortless when it's done right. Yeah, but then like dude, come down and watch on Saturday. Yeah. We, we have a race here. Shameless plug: We have a race against um, Deerfield and uh, <laughs> Nobles on Saturday. Come down, come watch. It's gonna be great. Yeah, they're both both very good. Deerfield has a member of the U.S. U nineteen national team. Shut team. Uh, he goes. <laughs> he is the I mean, current world champion. He goes Deerfield. <laughs> yeah, he rode in the I U.S. U nineteen men's eight. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're in a in a boat, having an exceptional roar doesn't create that much of a difference, does it? Because everyone, you still have to go in the same rhythm, don't you? Yeah, but the thing is, Deerfield has, like, a lot of other good kids. Okay. Like, these people are psycho. Um, like, I was, we raced them, like, 
like briefly. It was it was weird. It was got destroyed. Race. No, we actually didn't get destroyed. Um, we only lost by a little bit. A little bit. We, well, a little bit. I'm kind of embellishing here. We lost. <laughs> we lost by like a boat length. Um, Damn. <laughs> so over one thousand because it was a shortened piece because Founders Day was an absolute mess. But mm. like. We were staying next to these on the dock. They're all, like, six foot five. They all have, like, a head on me. And so I'm like, all right, dude. What? Like, what? Like, you're all six. The shortest guy in your boat is my height. The shortest guy in our boat is Tristan. Tristan's, like, five seven. Like, <laughs> what? Damn. I have, I have, like, half a head or more on Tristan. And these kids are, like, six have a head five. on me. Damn. So I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, that's not fair. What are you? Like, this is a B two race. Like, bro, what? B two. Yeah, it's like they just curb stomp everyone there, and so it's just like, all right, guys, calm down. The only one who I think team that could compete with them really would be like Belmont Hill, maybe. Hmm. Belmont Hill has another member of the US United. How, how good is our B one? The B one's good. Like the B one's like actually quality. They were with Deerfield up until the end of the end. Um, over the weekend. I mean, we'll see. Because mm-hmm. our B1 lost to Brooks by, I think, like, one second. And Brooks Damn, lost close. DA by, I think, four or five seconds. Hmm. So. Interesting. But, I mean, it, it, it's kind of hard to know because it's like the, the conditions matter a lot. Yeah. Um, but. Would you recommend rowing? Yes. Why? I mean, there's something, like, I'd say, number one, just discipline-wise, it's taught me a ton of, like, how to wake up in the morning and look forward to something that's going to inevitably suck, (laughs) right? Like, I used to wake up the morning before, like, a 2K, which is just hell, by the way, um, and be like... Oh God! I like I have a two K today. God, my whole day is ruined. Yeah. Now I wake up. I'm like, two oh, K day. Let's go, boys. Hey yo, huge <laughs> PRs coming up from everybody today. Let's go, two K day, right? <laughs> and so it's like, kind of doing it with other people and yeah, seeing them and getting pushed by them. Like it pushes sure. you to be better. Like sure, you. I don't think. I would have had the same experience just erging on my own. Yes, it's like, of or course. Or just rowing on my own. Because it's like you have these guys around you and they're all just as gassed up as you when you get a PR. They're all just as excited as you when you do something cool. And you're just as excited as them when they do something cool. Yeah. And so it's like... It's a, that, it's, it's, it's a community. Yeah, because it's like you can't have a crew team with one guy. Yeah. Like you just can't. Yeah. You need... Eight, or in, if you're rowing eights, you need eight people. You need four, if you're rowing fours, you need four people who are sure. all there every single day and all like at the absolute top of their game and all similar enough at that top level, at, like at the top of their games to, you know, match well. Yeah. And so it's like the competitiveness is very healthy. Sure. And then also, I would say. Everyone's there, like, no one, you know, if you, like, if you quit, Mm -hmm. like, you're ruining it for everyone else. And so that, you kind of start there mentally of, like, I don't want to ruin it for them. Yeah. And then from there, you just develop the mental strength to just, you know, push and just go, 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 go. Right. And so I think it's made me much stronger mentally, and I think I've been able to cope with a lot more difficult things made you a better person yeah yeah and also i think it's made me really understand the value of having a team where everyone fully understands what the plan is like when everything's like the communication i guess because it's like i can't go into a race and be like all right and at this point i'm going to take it up because i I stroke v2 and so i can't go into the race and be like okay I'm going to take it up to a rate 36 at this point and then drop back down up here, right? I got to tell them. Mm-hmm. And then we got to agree to it, right? So Because everyone it's, has to be on the same. Everyone has to be there going together or it won't work and it'll be terrible for everybody, right? Sure. You all have to be on the same page and you all have to be together at all times. Sure. And so it's like you kind of learn the value. I think I didn't really understand the true value of a team until I joined crew. 
because it's like there's always in soccer you can always have the star player who carries the team to you know a championship you can have in basketball you can have the same thing a lot of most of the ball sports you can have a, like one player yeah. who's just absurdly good who can carry a team but you can't have that in crew like you can't have i could not drop an olympian onto our team and then suddenly make it win new england because at the end of the day everyone would have to go to their level first yeah in order for it to be an olympic caliber boat yeah right it just wouldn't work if everyone's just off off beat and everything yeah and also one thing i love about the boys team is that everyone on the team wants wants to see everyone else succeed i have mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever heard anyone like obviously if you lose a seat race and you lose your seat in a higher boat like you're going to be upset but you're not upset at the other person like okay. there there's no like hard feelings about it i mean like occasionally there is but like <laughs> those are very we all we all shame them for that <laughs> jerk move um so like when you're when you when you get to push each other like that and you're not worried about like you know the in the, the only disappointment you're going to have is like from yourself like mm-hmm. if if you fail a goal that was your goal that you failed mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. Um, on an Eric piece. Mm-hmm. But then when you get in the boat, if you fail that goal, you're failing everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so you learn the, like, you also learn your own value to, mm-hmm. to a team because it's like, if you give up mm-hmm. and you fail, mm-hmm. everyone else fails too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have, if ever, and if everyone knows that and everyone's pushing to that absolute limit, then you're, you're fine, you're going, you're going to do well. But mm-hmm. getting a team to that point is hard. Mm-hmm. So... It's the ultimate team sport. Yeah, I mean, I I love it. I can't. I couldn't. I can talk for hours about all of the good things I've learned from rowing. Yeah. No, it does. It does sound very inspiring and interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would. I now you're sort of convincing me to sort of try it out <laughs> next year. Shannon, know? Shannon rowing in the spring. In the spring, maybe. Yeah. The only problem is that you'd be in a novice boat. Novice boats are hell. No, no, no. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'll just go there and see. I mean, the, th- the thing is, like... I'll just, like, try out. I, I'm yeah. not going to, like, do it for the season. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Like, the the novice boats are great for novices. Yeah. Especially... And it's, like, when you're in there with your freshman buddies and you're just ripping it up in, this fr- in the novice eight, like, it's so fun. Yeah. It's... Because it, it's also just, like, at that point, you kind of clan around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it's super fun. But then once you get in the higher boats, it gets very serious and it's, like... You might clown around, around a little in between pieces, and it's like, all right, back. We're in the zone. Yeah, we're the focus. Going in. I mean, yeah. I mean, rowing, it's not only about, like, technique and everything. You still have to work on, like, athleticism and yeah. all these other things. Yeah, you got to get stronger and more. Yeah, stronger and, and everything. I don't know. I'll see. I'll see how I feel. I, but yeah. now you've convinced I mean, me man, to like, at least I try do, it if, out. If, you know if, if you, you want to come down, like, come down in the... In the spring of next year, I know you got soccer in the fall, so come down. I mean, there always, there's always more space for people on that team. Like, despite the fact that people got cut in the fall, that was because like sixty kids came down. We had two coaches. Sorry, guys, that was never going to happen. But yeah, like well, that was an anomaly. Yeah, right. That was the first time kids have been cut from crew in my four years here. Sure. Like I probably would have been cut my freshman year, but it's like <laughs> then you stuck it's with more it. About, yeah, it's, it's, it's also it's like it's about if you stick with it or not. Like if you if I guarantee if those kids came back, they wouldn't get cut because it would show that they want to be there and wanting to be there is like half the battle in crew because it sucks. Mm. The training, at least the training is brutal. So, so would you say rowing changed your life in some ways? Yes, and in, in like yes. not in, in some ways, in a, but in a it just. Of ways. It just changed your life, yeah. your direction, your motivation, your the way you view the world. Yeah, I basically. think it also it like it drove me to like really you know think about my health and how I'm living and you know how I'm going about trying to achieve my goals. Right, like when I was in middle school, I was just kind of like, all right, bro, like you know one day, one day I'll you know get get huge and you know, be a super athlete. And I was like, kind of when I. Was, Looking back on it, I'm like, I did not put in the work to do that. Mm. Like, and now, and I don't think I would have reached that conclusion without rowing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's given me 
perspective on how to on how you have to be and the level of effort and concentration and commitment you have to have in order to truly be successful because it's like I've put on I've put in a lot of time and I've been very focused on crew and things like that but it's nothing compared to some of the kids some of the other kids I know it of course nothing yeah so there are just beasts out there Sebastian Sebastian's that unreal. is a, that is a walking tank I know. Right I, I've seen him. I've talked to him about that. Every like last year, almost every time he'll I go see off him, about like, how great crew is more than me. What he'll go off about how great crew is way more than I will. Yeah, of course. He is like, but for you, it's more of like you didn't. It's it. It wasn't what you were planning to do when you came into high school. Oh, and you no. picked it up, and no. then now you sort of saw I'm how this just brought. Yeah, and you're not doing it in college, but you just saying how this one sport can't sort of changed you yeah i mean i i think no matter no matter what i think i'll find a way to try and row at lehigh like whether it's on their club team or i find like a private club or something in the area like i'm going to row when i go to college the question is just how like what form will that take but i i will be rowing in some way just because i love it now you love it i didn't used to but like just the discipline, the motivation, the yeah, the, just the, the atmosphere too. The atmosphere. It's like, and and also that like I was talking about earlier, that feeling when you get the boat going. It's there's nothing like it. Like you get the boat hooked up and going, you're like, damn, like I want this to go on forever because it just feels amazing. Because it feels effortless when you're when you get it going well. It feels like you're not trying, but even though if you could be pushing, like you're doing a one rep max squat and pulling, like you're doing like like crazy, you'd be putting in full maximum effort but when that boat gets moving and moving well and it's set and everyone's together it feels effortless it feels light it like it doesn't feel heavy because you're just you're just all moving together and so it's like you're moving you know your body weight plus the body weights of everyone else in the boat plus the hundred pounds of the boat because these things are absurdly light mm-hmm. and you're like you're pushing it all together all at once mm-hmm. and you don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, it's like, it's honestly it, it feels more like doing a jump squat mm-hmm. when you get it right than doing like a deadlift or something deadlift, like that. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Yeah. That's that sounds amazing, man. I don't know. I think like I think soccer's kind of got that too because it's like, yeah, of course. Just the the level of that's this was always impressing about soccer, and so I've started watching it recently more more, more than I have. Is the level of coordination. Like, we're all doing the same thing over and over. Like, we know what to expect. But, like, Some soccer, like, just, you have no idea what to expect, and yet these guys always know exactly what's going to happen. And it's like... Some guys how? just make it seem effortless. Yeah, it's it's incredible to watch, watch. Yeah, like, I'm... I'm I mean, I watch too much soccer. <laughs> but, um... You're, 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 you're a United fan, right? No. Ars- Wait, no, no, Tishan's your Arsenal fan. Um, no, I was a United fan. Oh, I'm, I, I don't dro- have a team dro- right you dro- now. You dropped that struggle? Yeah, I'm not a fan of any team anymore. Oof, you're, a, just, you're, you're an, I, you're an like, team. When when I was supposedly United fan, I wasn't like full on. Well, I was also supporting other teams. I was watching all kinds of teams. Like, yeah, I I only put it as a name because I needed a team. But now yeah. I'm like, wh- why did I even pick this team in the first place? What's going on? Yeah. So like, I'm like, whatever, screw it. Do you, do you, are you, do you have like a the favorite right now that you're leaning towards? Team. Yeah. Not really. I, I just love players. I'm watching mostly players right now. Mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne, unreal. You watch Kevin De Bruyne, that's the the level of easiness of yeah. the of the of the just you, you're like you well, would watch him and you would be like, How does he do it so late, effortlessly? Like late Zinedine Zidane. Late late two thousands, early twenty tens messy. Yeah. That, that that doesn't look like he. It doesn't even look like he's trying. He doesn't even need to try. <laughs> it but doesn't it's look just like he's he, trying. He's his just athleticism is just teams. yeah. It's, it's his, like there's there's his athleticism part. But if you watch people that are just truly effortless, like we're talking about, it's not yeah. about athleticism. It's yeah. not about. It's all about pure technique. Zinedine Zidane. You right. watch him. You're just like, How damn. Like he, he's he's got no speed, no physicality, nada. And then you would have four guys just running at him at the same time, and, and then he, he just, just, just gets the ball on his feet, it, break, and then breaks, breaks them, and completely. then 
like yeah, not even necessarily breaking their ankles, but you just can't get the ball. Like he just he's just too good. He's too good. We even in Bobbin. Yeah, I think like one of the most impressive things I saw was that you, you know that Ronaldo like uh, header goal. I think he scored bicycle I, or or no, the, it, was, it was the header at the that uh, he the, jumped at, um, at, at Juventus. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw that. Like, dude, two, two I did meters, not two point one. How high up that was, and then I like, then I there's like this video floating around of like they hung a ball at that height and saw people could actually like jump to that. Yeah, and I was like, damn, and they, they weren't even close. They're jumping off two feet. Even yeah, close. I know. I've seen that. And I saw the video. Ronaldo's out here going off of one leg, getting up like three meters in the yeah, like, and his body is just, above like, the other guy's head. Yeah. Like, this guy's legs are up, like, his feet are at this guy's head, and he went off of one leg. Like, that's insane. You talk about athleticism right now, you t- you look at this guy, Erling, I, I'm not going to say the, the full name, because I always say that mother, f- <laughs> because he's, he's just not not human. Yeah. Erling Holland, he's just not he's human. He's an alien right there. He's an alien. He's going to Manchester City with Kevin De Bruyne there, so yeah, Alden, soccer's over. Yeah, dude, Alden's a City fan. You know Alden, right? Yeah. yeah City fan. <laughs> City's dis- despicable. Absolutely City's despicable. too good right now. It's just not, yeah. not, come on. It's not, it's not fair. Yeah. It's no, I was fair. talking to him. I was like, dude, why are you a City fan? He's like, oh, no, man, I, should, I was rooting for them. I'm like, what since they like since they got bought by a bunch of oil like oil tycoons and he's like no I've been fans of this before then I was like oh yeah when when would you become a fan he's like 2016 I was like was that not the same year they were bought like, <laughs> was that not the exact same year they were bought like, yeah no come on man yeah no I I get you I mean soccer and it's a great sport it is a great sport and crew yeah I always sort of like I never sort of thought of it as something that I would do because it's so I've heard so many horror stories that I'm like Damn, what do you, what why? Do you mean horror stories like a difficulty in, yeah as in like people literally like, vomiting or whatever oh, yeah, yeah things like that but the then but then yeah, uh, yeah but then I would I would just sort of put it on the back of my head and I would not think of it as a potential support but now seeing how much benefit it could bring yeah I mean, like, it could be something worth trying. Yeah. I mean, as a four-year... Yeah, as a as a four-year member and captain of the team, I have to endorse the sport. Like, <laughs> I mean, and I, that's not, I'm not even saying that just because I'm on it. Like, I, don't, I think even if I wasn't a captain, I had no reason to stay. For, like, this spring, I would have stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see how we do in New England this year because... Of course, roll, Saturday roll. big game. Well, yeah, I mean, but also then, dude, did, t- did you know we have to stay after graduation <laughs> for rowing? Yeah, in New, school? New, New England's is after graduation. Damn. So I graduate, and then I don't even get to leave. I have to stay, and like train for a week, and then New England's is like the the weekend after. Damn. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, but. You like it though? Oh yeah, I love it. Like I'm, I'm super excited. It's gonna be a great week, but it's still like, yeah. I want it to be done after. Like I feel like graduation is such like a natural ending point. Yeah. That I that like I do feel kind of like <laughs> after <sighs> graduation you still have one more week. Yeah, it's like I got that one week. It's gonna yeah, be great. That's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're already out of school, but then you're still in school. Yeah, it's goofy though. So they're apparently kicking all the underclassmen on the team off campus for like three days, while like. It's the graduation horrible. events go on, and so I'm like, dude, why? Just like no, stick I, them in the are, mod. Are like, we are we actually anyway. kicking them out? No. Okay, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure they have to leave campus. The, um, these these kids who are um, the underclassmen on the team. Underclassmen, as in juniors, juniors, uh, sophomores, freshmen. No, well, from what I heard, is we can stay on campus. Uh, yeah, but you have to get special permission. I don't know if they've. I don't know. I don't know. Zach they, has been confusing me lately. Yeah, they should have. They should have been given special permission. If they're not, like, I have some serious questions because they're just endorsing a bunch of underage kids to go illegally stay in a hotel room. If that's the case, but that does not make sense. Yeah, it makes zero sense at all. So, I don't know. It's gonna be fun though. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I do. We're all like totally gassed up for it because we're literally gonna be here. No classes. Two practices, and th- those two practices are are going to be our like only commitments. Okay. And we're all going to be staying in the lower mod. Sure. The lower mod, Shannon. 
the lower mud. It's the vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's it going to be nuts. Vibe. And the thing is, we're all going to have, like, half the team is going to have graduated. Hmm. That's interesting. But we've been threatened with uh, a nice rescindment of our diplomas if uh, if, you if do we anything. misbehave too much. So, <laughs> yeah. All those kids can still get DPs while they're here, and we can get diplomas. <laughs> That's rescinded. crazy. We can get ungraduated, bro. Like <laughs> you just graduated. Ungraduated. Three days later, ungraduated. Like, oh, come on, damn. That's crazy. Yeah, man. And then New England's, which, yeah, it's it's, actually, it's gonna be my first New England championship. Really? Yeah, this is my first proper spring season. Freshman year, I wasn't good enough. Sophomore year, canceled. Junior year, canceled. Senior year, so first ever, big, big time, big time. Oh yeah, huge, big time, huge senior season. Gotta, right gotta here. put the grind in now. Eh? Oh yeah, no, dude, we've been on a, we've been on a serious grind since, here. yeah, since a while, definitely. Yeah, since like the. Winter. I respect you guys. Respect you guys. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do a lot of winter training, unfortunately, because I tore my labrum in my Bam. left shoulder. Sure. Yeah, that one hurt hmm. a lot. Damn, that's tough, man. How? Yeah, well, you want to get guess how long we've been here? How long have we been here, Shannon? Guess hour and a half, something like that. Okay, actually, I gotta go to practice. Hang on, what's going on? We've been been just on a roll. I don't know. We we were just talking and talking. All right, you're gonna wrap it up. That's just crazy. Yeah, I'm just gonna ask you this one last question that I ask everyone that comes to my pod. Yeah, did you have a good time here today? Shannon and I had a great time here today. Not only great, you had a an educational time, good time, educational, fantastic. Time. I was thinking a better word, fantastic, fantastic time, electric time. Sure, I don't know, whatever you put it. My time here was well spent. Was well spent. Yes, well worth it. Yeah. Thank, Mine thank was you, well thank, worth it. Thank you for inviting I, me. I I learned a lot from you today. Thank it you for inviting me, Shannon. Inspirational. Yeah. No, I mean you. You don't usually get to just. Just talk, just talk, like just shoot, just shoot, one yeah. one and a half hours. Just shoot out your the, the the thoughts that are in the back of your mind. Like, oh yeah, let it all flow out. It feels good. Oh yeah, all right, yeah, dude. But um, thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. And for me. listeners, thank you all so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.